Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. That is what we are doing. We are talking and you can at any point be part of the conversation. Those who are on the Twitter streets, the hashtag is SAFM meeting point. I did say that uh, we are going to discuss this very important question. Land reform continues to be an important objective in not only dealing with land ownership in the country, but also the need to see increased black participation and ownership in the agricultural sector. Over the years, we have witnessed a number of examples where communities uh, successful in land claims have been unable to toil the land and participate in the agricultural value chain because of lack of resources. This is, however, being addressed with the establishment of the Agri-Industrial Fund established by the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development through funding from the IDC. The fund means that land claimants are now able to access funding that allows for them to upscale their operations. Now, uh, Peter Sito is chief executive of the Vumelana Advisory Fund, a non-profit organization focused on helping land reform beneficiaries to make that land more profitable through various partnerships. And he joins us now on the line. Nadis Sito, thank you very much for making time. Welcome to SFM. Thank you very much, Kocheto, and thank, thanks for having me. A very important question. And before we speak about the the the... the the value of the agri-industrial fund and how you yourself as Vumalana um, you know, are advancing this important uh, fund. Let's go back to what we have experienced or how a number of land claimants, what the experience have, have been in their inability to make their farm successful and rightfully successfully participate in the agricultural value chain. Thank you, Kotitsu, for, for that question. Um, the reality is that uh, uh, what we've seen to date is, in many instances, communities or rather beneficiaries of land reform, when they do get their land, they do not always have the requisite uh, funding as well as the skill set to actually work the land. You know, And this has, in many instances, resulted in the land becoming unproductive. I mean, if one was to use some of the statistics that have been bedded around, it is estimated that between 70 and 90 percent of land that has been transferred, as we speak, is, is unproductive. And clearly, this is unsustainable. There is a need to make sure that the beneficiaries of land reform are supported in order to make sure that uh, we can create much-needed jobs. We can also make sure that there is income generation as well as skills transfer for mm the beneficiaries of land reform. It is concerning, though, because, I mean, the land reform program, of course, in in our country has been going for a while. And as you mentioned, a number of people who have already um, received their land through, through the claims. But it makes one wonder how it came to be that people were given back the land but there were there was no resources there were no resources availed to them at that time yeah so my, my view on that one is you know there is a need to really balance the manner in which the land is acquired and used i mean uh, we, we, it is while it is important that we need to make sure that we address the plight of the dispossessed it, it doesn't really help to give them the land and not provide them with the, with the requisite resources to make sure that they can work that land, you know. 
so it is for that reason as Wumelana, as, as an organization, we we are in this space to try and, and support beneficiaries of land reform in order to make sure that they can use their land productively. And one way of actually doing that is to partner with the private sector, private investors. This is the most expedient way through which we can literally bridge this gap. As we know, there's a huge demand on the government fiscals and the outbreak of COVID-19, amongst others, including a very challenging economic environment, as you know, it has resulted in budgetary cuts and, and really reallocation of resources to other priority areas such as, um, you know, for COVID and to deal with people who are mm-hmm. in dire straits. So there, there's, there's just so much that government can do. And it's for that reason that uh, there is a need to partner with the, with the private sector. And efforts by government in launching this agri-industrial fund should really be lauded. Definitely. And I want to talk about the involvement of of uh, the private sector in, in a bit, because I did also note um, the assistance that as as Wumelana, um, you're getting from the Sunlam Foundation. But before we get there, let's talk about this um, fund, which, of course, uh, thanks to the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development, a billion rand that has been made available. And we're talking about 200 million rand um, a year there in terms of assistance. We're talking agriculture. Are there specifics here in Tatasito as to uh, which areas in terms of agriculture are able to access this fund? And most importantly, how is this fund accessed? Yeah, uh, maybe I want just need to reflect on the fact that uh, these funds have really come at the right time. Since many beneficiaries have been watching without support, i.e. they've got this land, but yet they cannot use it due to lack of post-settlement support, as was uh, indicated mm. earlier on. You know, Now, some of the targeted subsectors of the agricultural sector is, is really the high-value export-oriented crops such as citrus, avocado, table grapes, blueberry, and, and tree nuts. Um, it also supports areas like poultry, but obviously where the contract, contract growers minimum is 200,000 per cycle. So the, 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 here we are not talking about survival list, uh, uh, you know, people on the street who are selling chickens. We are really looking at... Uh, and, the upper end of the market mm. and also independent uh, vertically integrated operations um, livestock piggeries and cattle sheep etc in a vertically integrated operations uh, as well as expansionary acquisitions in these sectors um, will also qualify for funding you know mm. When it comes to, you know, qualification is one thing that does it all, but if if I'm sitting with my family members in my community, I'm in Matatiel and we've got some livestock and we are struggling and we obviously need assistance. It becomes a challenge to even hear of such funds, let alone be able to apply and ensure that all the relevant documents and all the qualification boxes are ticked. So how does Vumalana assist where that is concerned? You know, the point that you are raising is, is, is quite critical because if you look at uh, programs that government actually provides, there's, there's quite a number of them where government does or has got, um, you know, programs in place to support beneficiaries. But the reality is, 
either communities in most instances are not even aware of these facilities that they are available to assist them. Or if they are aware, they don't have the capacity or the technical know-how to apply for this fund. And in this instance, we are, we are proposing that perhaps government at the IDC should really do more in terms of creating awareness of the existence of such facilities as a starting point. Secondly, make it easier for the communities to access these funds, you know. And lastly, link them up with credible and, ex- and, and experienced implementing partners. I mean, mm. some of the failures that we've witnessed within the land reform spaces, you know, if giving beneficiaries of land reform, uh, you know, funding is just but it's, it's not the solution in its entirety. You need to make sure that you support them with funding. But on, on the other hand, you need to make sure that they're able to work the land, that they've got the technical skills and the ability to run these farms productively. And most important, access to markets. Because you can produce all, all these things. But if, if you don't have access to markets, then it, it's not going to help. So it is, it's for that reason that, as for Melana, we are really promoting the involvement of the private sector to partner with the communities in this regard. In, in, with specific respect to this fund, we are proposing that uh, we should link these communities with credible and experienced implementing partners. Mm-hmm. We're in conversation with uh, Peter Seto, who's the chief executive of the Fumelana Advisory uh, Fund, a non-profit organization focused on helping you as a land reform benef- uh, beneficiary uh, to uh, to make your land more profitable. And we are talking, of course, about the one billion rand agri-industrial fund established by the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development uh, through the funding from IDC. Are you a land claimant? Have you been seeking help? What are what have been your experiences uh, when it comes to lack of resources or even challenges, if, if at all, in accessing such funds? Share your thoughts by calling now and you can engage with uh, Peter Zito 2006 That's 2006 Or send us a WhatsApp voice note 614 We continue with uh, Peter Zito up next. It is 19 minutes past eight. There is a meeting point on SAFM Kogetso Sachane Info Songezo Mabeke right here on SAFM Viewpoint. We continue in conversation with Peter Seto, Chief Executive of the Vumelana Advisory Fund, talking the in Agri-Industrial Fund, uh, thanks to the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development uh, through the IDC. Of course, you as a land beneficiary have got access to funds that could possibly help you um, in increasing productivity on your land, accessing different markets, and just ensuring that you have a sustainable business. And Dr. Seto, earlier on, just before the break, you spoke of uh, implementing agents and you know in south africa unfortunately Murana, with the, the 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 challenges that we have witnessed a figure of 1 billion rand and also implementing agencies raises the question of possible corruption one cannot ignore that at all do we have safeguard measures do we as or do i as a land claimant skeptical in having seen what has been happening in the country how can i confidently just go and apply and know that i stand a chance and it's not just about the politically connected 
Yeah, I think you you raising an important point that there's a lot of fly-by-nights out there who masquerade as uh, you know people who want to help our people, and we are also aware of many instances where our people have been taken for a ride. It's for that reason that um, we are saying we propose that they must be linked up with credible and experienced implementing partners who must be vetted. You know, and, and my personal view really. Here is if you've got an implementing partner who does not have a stake in the business, who himself or herself is actually not contributing towards the running of the business and contributing financially towards the running of the business. I think that may well also raise some concerns. And that's why from our side as an organization, we always support communities and beneficiaries of land reform to structure these commercially viable partnerships with investors. You know, mm. in, in this instance, you would have investors who would also bring in some money into into the kitty. I mean, just for a moment, if you had to think of this billion rent, if, if, if we were to make sure that with this billion rent, we can attract an additional billion rents or two billion rents through private investment. I think it will go a long way towards ensuring that we reach out to a lot more beneficiaries of land reform than it's currently planned. You know, because as it is now, one gets a sense that it's only this contribution that would be coming from from mm. the fund. And as we know, part of it is actually grant finance is is is, is grant, the other part is, is actually is, is loan funding, you know. So we are advocating a scenario where we can make sure that this billion rent goes, goes a long way. Maybe it can attract an additional, say, two billion rent in private investment. In that way, it becomes a win-win situation in the sense that government would achieve its stated uh, intentions and uh, uh, by way of ensuring that the land, uh, the beneficiaries of land reform actually benefit. On the other hand, the investors would also benefit in the sense that they will partner with these communities and actually invest in this in this project. You've got about five minutes to engage with Ndadepi Deputy Sato, Chief Executive of the Vumalan Advisory Fund. I think it's such an important um, discussion to have and us raising awareness around the existence of these funds that are able to assist you um, as an emerging farmer. De- Bongane, you are in Durban. Thanks for your call. Good evening. Yes, sir. How are you? Very well, Bongane. Go ahead. Yes, you see, the main uh, shortcoming of the government land reform is coming if you can check a lot of land that is in the hands of the community. Those beneficiaries don't have tax deeds. That's the first biggest weakness because that means they cannot access the capital using the land mm. as a secure material. The second, the, the second, the second uh, shortcoming is most of the guys who are planting at home. I've seen them. They plant their crops. Most of them they do a cabbage, they do spinach, they do tomatoes, they do a lot of things. But their crop get rotten at home because they don't have access to the market. Mm. So. Those are the critical aspects, in my view, that need to be attended to. I mean, they're very easy. It's just, it needs 
a goodwill on part of the government to assist the small scale farmers. Because whatever they do, the mere fact that uh, they can they can give in the land, not give in the touches deed. It actually make the, the whole exercise. Yeah, I think Thanks we got so your much. point there, Thank you very much for that. And that is it. Oh, the two very important questions: that of um, access to title deeds and also access to markets. Yes. Well, the issue of, of title deeds. I mean, I, I agree with Bongani fully. I mean, it is important uh, that beneficiaries uh, must be given title deeds. I mean, most of our workers. Land advisory fund happens to be in the it's not so much in the redistribution arena, it's more with uh, claims for restitution. We deal more with restitution now. We know that with restitution, what government does once they've investigated the claim and finalized, the communities would get title deeds for this land. But uh, I, I think we are we, we are making this. Uh, it's, the problem is actually, or the situation is much more complex than that, you know, because we've got many communities out there who have got title deeds, and yet they still cannot use those title deeds as a form, as, as security in order to secure finance. You know. mm-hmm. And the issue around access, broader access to finance, is a sore point that needs to be addressed in this country. And I think we'll probably need just another session just to focus on issues around access to finance. And But having said that, we are saying initiatives such as the industrial, agri-industrial fund is a step in the right direction. Now, coming to the issue of access to markets, and for that reason, as Vumelana, that we are advocating that partnering with investors who have got the technical know-how who have got access to finance, who have got access to markets. That is the ex- most expedient way through which they can make sure that they put their land to proper and effective utilization. Mm. Most definitely. Before we run out of time, we've got a couple of voice notes which we will allow you to answer or comment on the Desido as the last word. Let's check out the voice notes. Government have not clearly communicated the issue of land reform and agrarian reforms and how communities can access a funding in terms of a rural development they have it good written on paper but many of them cannot practically apply it on the ground because most of these politicians who are talking about land reforms and rural development are staying in the suburbs in sentence they don't know what they are even talking about kg uh, good evening uh, i'd like to ask a question to mr peter there uh, with regards to funding like what conditions uh, does it does the funding come uh, with are there any conditions with regards to the funding and what what types of uh, conditions? Because I'm running a poultry, uh, I have thirty thousand layers. I also, uh, you know, raise around uh, twenty thousand broilers. So I I just like to know what conditions. 
Kokets and SAFM listeners. The issue of land in South Africa, we need to look at it in a dynamic manner. You know, how do you have a government? In fact, people would claim, and after receiving the land, where do they get? They don't even get assist, an assistance from the government to assist them that this is what you have to do. In fact, I would say, even now, since we are talking about this issue, even Parliament will pass it. The issue of land is that our people need to be regroomed, to be taken back to their roots and be taught how to maintain this. And I would say the real partners here are the ones who control the land. If they would want to be partners with our people and come together as a society and work, you would see a success that would come out. It's just that there's arrogance. Thank you. Thank you very much for your voice notes. Let's quickly, before you, you respond, there are a couple of other calls that we're getting. It seems like this this topic is very, very important. Eugene, you're in Boxburg. We don't have much time, but quickly ask your question. Okay, good evening. Okay, so quickly, uh, my situation is that uh, there is a land that I uh, found, it was abundant, it was probably being used by uh, a certain farmer, but he left the land, and we went there, and then we developed the land. Now we are utilizing the land for piggery and we've got the markets, we've got everything, we've created the market, but now we can't get the title deed there for the land so that we can access the various types of funding that are offered by the government. Can Madame help in that situation where you, you found the land abundant, you developed it, and then everything is working well, but you can't go on because you don't have a title deed. Mm. That's a tough one there, Eugene and Boxberg, and maybe you can make note of that. And that is it. Oh, uh, let's wrap up with a call from Gray. You're in the Free State. Hi. No, no, no. I'm in the Eastern Cape. In the Eastern You're in the Cape. Eastern Cape. Go ahead, Gray. Yes, yes. I just want to find out. Yeah. Um. Um. I, I was living in East London. Um. Beginning of this year, and I moved to the rural yeah in the Eastern Cape. So basically, um, there is land that I'm working. At. So I'm, I'm a self-established uh, small farmer. I just started uh, six months ago. I'm doing chickens and crop farming, uh, potatoes, which I started in, in uh, two hectares. Which, but then um, there's uh, about 40 hectares, you know, that belongs to my family, uh, which my grandfather has uh, papers for it. But now, in a few years back, you know, before uh, I think four or five years ago, uh, this uh, there was a project funded by by I don't know whether the government or the local municipality. But now, you know, we, in a way, since that project, it came and it died. You know, the people are not really doing much, you know. But, and you know, on our land, we are not being allowed to, to, to actually farm on it. When we want to do something, we are being told by, you know, the people are in charge now. We have to go there and they, you know, it's like, you know, we have papers for land that belongs to us. Well, my grandfather, but... In a way, he's just not allowed to do what he wants to do on his land. You know, how do you sort that out? Because, as I say, it was funded by, you know, I think the government somehow because they were given tractors. I mean, there are pipes. Okay. Um, you know, all the, all the irrigation system is it was some. You know, people were employed and, and everything, but we never got anything out of that. 
All right, let's do this, Gray. Stay, stay on the line, or rather, just uh, keep listening on the radio. And that there's a do quite a number of people needing assistance there. Um, and I do have just to to go back to that question around qualifying criteria. I, I do have the IDC website open, so I can share with that that information. But are you able to respond to um, some of the questions that have been raised, and maybe possibly even in the end um, provide us with your email address for those who would like to get assistance from Vumelano? Thank you, Kujitsu. I, I, I cannot agree more with the questions that have been raised. And, and I fully agree that government has to communicate um, a lot better with the beneficiaries so that our people can know exactly what's out there so that they can take advantage of the schemes that government actually offers. Secondly, we need to find a better way through which our people can be assisted because it's one thing to avail these schemes, but it's something else to take advantage of them. And for that reason, you need to have competent people who can actually assist our people in this regard. Um, there was an issue around the, the conditions with regard to to funding, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the fact that people don't have title deeds. I mean, it is a fact, and I've, I think I've raised that uh, earlier on, that the issue of access broader access to finance is indeed a big challenge uh, for the country. There's a need to engage with the formal finance sector in order to address some of those. You know, I am aware that there's been some work uh, behind the scenes to try and address that, but I think it is crucial that as South Africans we must engage with such processes. Um, with regard to um, who actually qualifies, I, I would Maybe in conclusion, say the best thing that callers could do is to actually go to the IDC mm-hmm. um, website so that they can read more about this fund. Um, as I've said, it's a blended instrument which is based on a, a billion grants from the department. It provides a grant portion and an IDC loan to black producers and, or majority black-owned agricultural uh, enterprises. So this will run over a period of five years, which more or less it means we are looking at about 200 million rents per annum to support the beneficiaries. The objective of the pub, as it is, is to develop and actually implement high-impact, large-scale commercial agricultural transactions and projects that have a minimum of 60,000 black ownerships, uh, ownership, including broad-based community infrastructures. So, so, so just to conclude, it's not everyone who will actually benefit or who will qualify to get assistance from this fund. You know, I, I think that needs to be cleared. Uh, there are other ways and means through which beneficiaries of land reform could be assisted. And as I've said, as for Melania, we also assist beneficiaries of land reform. However, we also have our own criteria in terms mm-hmm. of what, whom can we assist, etc., etc. I mean, just to give you an example, the kind of uh, projects that would be willing to support our projects, which more or less could create or save 100 jobs or more. So those are the kind of projects we we'll are looking at. We we'll are looking at projects which are really focusing on people in the rural areas, which are addressing the plight of poor people. Those are the projects that we we'll be willing to look at. You know, we we'll are looking at uh, the projects where 
the the, the investment that we are that would be raising would be say in the region of uh, five ten million rands and above. That's all, yeah. what, that's typically what we would be looking at. So let, let's so, so, so let, let's conclude, conclude with that. Uh, the, yeah. Our contact details is info at vumelana dot org dot za. Info at vumelana dot org dot za. You can also visit our website www we appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you very much for making time to speak to us. Uh, Peter Sito, Chief Executive of the Vumelana Advisory Fund. And again, the IDC website, idc.co.za, is where you can find more information around the Agri-Industrial Fund. And uh, maybe we we can, in the next few minutes, Lesoho tweet a link to the site itself at SAFM Radio is where you can find it. And then I will retweet at Koketsu Sachane. Uh, with 22 minutes before we get to the top of the hour, this is The Viewpoint on SAFM Koketsu in for Songhezo.